What's up, everybody? This is Stick to Football, Bleacher Reports, college football and NFL draft podcast. I am your host, Matt Miller. Joined because it's Mock Draft Monday, I got my guy Mello sitting beside me. We match today. It's super cute. And we got Connor J. fucking Rogers in Hoboken holding it down. I'm just getting my one swear word, apparently, that we've limited ourselves to out of the way. to say earmuffs. Oops. My bad. So, boys, welcome back. It's good to talk to you again. It is good. It's good to be moving on to 2020. Like, I don't know. It was bittersweet moving on from 2019, but at the same time, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to look forward to the draft in one year. I was going to say, if you're wondering why we sound so excited, I think it is that freshness of a new class. We got a ton of players that we have barely talked about, or if we did talk about them, it was during college football season. So now it's fun to look at some of these potential stars and look at them as draft prospects. I'm opening a diet tea, and it's like driving Mello crazy because it's so loud. the rapper. Yeah, my bad. I thought I was going to be able to do that quietly, and I was not. So it is going to be a fun, loose show today. We are going to give you the first Mock Draft Monday of the 2020 NFL Draft season. Yes, we are clinically insane, and we know it. We also have an interview with, as I always say, guys, time is a flat circle. We're bringing back Mitch Trubisky. We had him on Almost two years, a little over two years ago, first ever guest of Stick to Football. Connor and I had a chance to talk to him thanks to Gone Rogue, a, a new protein snack that he's pushing. So a good interview that'll run at the end of this podcast. If you're a Bears fan, if you're a fan of protein or chicken snacks or anything like that, you'll want to listen to it. So Mock Draft Monday. Here are the disclaimers that I put in all my articles about mock drafts that none of you people read <laughs> and then yourself. hate tweet me. So, right. <laughs> so I know y'all don't read. Maybe you'll listen. We use Las Vegas odds and then flip them. So right now, Vegas odds say the team most likely to win the Super Bowl is the New England Patriots. So they pick 32. Duh. The Rams are after that. They pick 31. So on and so forth. I may not personally believe that Washington will have the first pick. I don't know what Mello and Connor think about it. Frankly, I don't care because we don't we don't sit down and make the draft order. It's based on Super Bowl odds. Get mad at Odd Shark, not us. Second thing, we're going to be wrong about all these picks probably. This is for fun. It's to throw 32 names at you that we believe have a chance to be first-round picks if everything falls right and, and to maybe look at some existing team needs at the end of the 2019 draft process. Yeah, and it's essentially, it's a watch list. I saw Connor tweet that out. I mean, it's not really a big board. It's... It's fluid. These are moving around constantly. I tweeted out a 2020 big board uh, the day the draft ended, and it's already changed. I don't even know if there's one single there's one single person in the same spot, and that's Chase Young for me. Uh, other than that, it is constantly moving around, so this will definitely change. If any of these picks are right, then we should be making a ton of money off of it because this is just absolutely ridiculous. But I'm also very, very on board for it. I know Mello said today on the way in, he's like, I'm more prepared for 2020 than I was 2019. <laughs> and like, <laughs> and we're two weeks, we're weekend. All right, let's go right here, guys. Number one overall, Washington Redskins. I am going to go with Chase Young. I, I think right now, taking a surface level look at the class, he does look like the most promising player, a pass rusher from Ohio State. And I'm sure you've heard they're pretty good at producing pass rushers up there. I think he's maybe a little more athletic than Nick Bosa was. I don't know that he has quite the strength. But he has all the tools to be a top pick overall next year. Washington doesn't have a need at quarterback after drafting Dwayne Haskins. So I go with the best edge rusher. And right now, I think the best overall player in the group. Yeah, I would agree with you. I really thought that you might go Jalen Hurts right here in this situation. <laughs> just in case. And then just, you know, replace your quarterback <laughs> that you spent the 15th uh, pick on last year. But I do like your selection. You go with the Ohio State guy instead of the Oklahoma quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's too bad not every NFL team would do that. 
But I do like Chase Young, and he is the number one guy on my board, and I haven't moved him off of there. I expect a big season from him uh, coming into his junior year, uh, like we saw with Bosa. I thought he was on pace to have an outstanding year. We were even trying to get him for defense for Heisman, and I think Chase Young might be the leader uh, for that going into next year. I mean, I say not not so fast. I'm going to get into my defense for Heisman a little <laughs> later, but I'm, I'm with you. Let's. It's got to be somebody, anybody, please. We just need to start the campaign earlier this year, Connor. We, we yeah, can't get wait until summer. Yeah, I like it. So we got to throw these guys out here right now. I'm up pick number two with Connor's New York Jets. They have a pretty darn good quarterback. They address some defense. I'm going to give them an offensive tackle here. Andrew Thomas out of Georgia is my new number one tackle for the 2020 class. Watching this guy and what he's able to do, uh, three he's going to be a three-year starter at Georgia. He started on the right side when they had Isaiah Wynn. After Wynn left, they moved him to the left side. Very dominant in the run game. Can also pass protect very well. I think his feet are just going to get better and better as he grows and matures. So with the number two pick, this is the best tackle prospect I've seen in a long time. Uh, I'll put him right up there with Jonah Williams, who I loved. And Thomas is a great player. I, I love that pick, Mello, because after this year, Kelvin Beecham will hit free agency, so they will need a new left tackle unless you know somebody like Chuma Adoga can take over that spot. I'd feel comfortable going with the more uh, elite option in Thomas. Third overall, Miami Dolphins taking my favorite player in this class right now, Grant Delpit, the safety out of LSU. I think this guy can be just as good as Jamal Adams was. That's how special of a player he is. If they had Minka Fitzpatrick with Grant Delpit on the back end of that defense, that could possibly be the best safety duo in all of football and a, and a defense, you know, defensive players on the back end that take away the football. That's what those guys special in. So Delpit this year, I, I got eyes on him already. I just think he's a phenomenal player. He handles literally every single role on that defense, and he's only getting better. I'm a big Grant Delpit fan, and I think the, the only thing that Connor didn't mention that is going to be a huge part of his evaluation is the character, the leadership. Uh, and again, it's that Jamal Adams, D- Derwin James type player that teams could fall in love with. Three overall would be the highest of safety has been drafted since I think the For 80s. Sure. So yeah, uh, that just goes to, show, goes to show how good of a player Delpit is. Uh, the Dolphins have their quarterback, so they're able to do that. At number four, the Cincinnati Bengals. This is where I have the first quarterback going off the board. And I feel very good saying right now on May 5th as we're recording this, the Justin Herbert will be the first quarterback drafted in the 2020 NFL draft. I know Jake Fromm, Tua Tungavailoa. There are a lot of guys that get a lot of pub. I do think Justin Herbert will be the first quarterback drafted. I have him going here. Uh, we know what Andy Dalton is. He's not good enough. They drafted Ryan Finley in the fourth round. Nobody cares. I think Justin Herbert can be a massive upgrade for them and a great fit for Zach Taylor's offense. He does have some mobility. He has very good timing and accuracy. And I, I don't know that Zach Taylor's the kind of guy that's going to be like, I need a nail eater at quarterback. I think he'll be okay with guy, a guy who's a little like Jared Goff. Like, you know, he's not necessarily, you know, running around with his ass on fire. He's he's a little bit laid back. What is a nail eater? You're like tough. <laughs> just real tough. After you said that, I was totally it's lost like, on everything. It's like else. when I said nut cutting time, and I think Connor forgot everything else I said. Yeah. Yeah. I have a lot I of weird I things. Get fixated on nail eater now. <laughs> I like it. It's going to be an award this year. Yeah. Oh, it should be. Yeah. The sticky for nut cutting and nail eater. Yeah, uh, I like nut the Justin Herbert <laughs> pick uh, because I do think he's going to be the first quarterback taken too. I think Fromm and Tua are very good college football quarterbacks. 
but I don't know that they're going to transition to the NFL as much as everybody thinks that they are. I think there are a lot of holes in their game. So for me, Justin Herbert, I would put him at number one as well. Number five, the Arizona Cardinals. They got their quarterback of the future for right now, at least. But they didn't address the offensive line, and it has always been atrocious in Arizona. They have never had a yep. good offensive line for as long as I can remember. They are starting to build with guys like Kyler Murray, Byron Murphy, Andy Isabella, Zach Allen. They had a pretty darn good draft, but they didn't really address that tackle position. So I'm going to give them another tackle here with Andrew Little out of Stanford. I really Walker like Little. his—oh, yeah, sorry. Walker Little out of Stanford. I got you. He can play very well, and I'm expecting some growth— over the offseason for him. There are times where he looks like he is just completely lost. Uh, very easy to beat him with an inside move, especially if you watch any Notre Dame oh play. He got killed by Notre Dame. But the NFL loves these big tackles, and he is six foot seven, 315 pounds. And if Colton Miller can go high in first round, Walker Little can go <laughs> number five overall. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Jerry Tillery might have made his draft stock alone off of that game <laughs> against Stanford where he had four sacks. But I see the potential there. That's what's fun about this class already. There are so many players that can have breakout years. And another one of them is my guy here at number six, the Buffalo Bills, Yitor Gross Matos. That's a lot, a lot on the coming out of the mouth there. But listen, this guy was awesome for Penn State this year on the edge. I think we we talked about Sharif Miller because he was a part of the 2019 class. Gross Matos was a way better player up front for that defense as a sophomore. I mean, he was first team all big 10, uh, you know, in the media vote. He was a productive player. He's long, strong. And as Melo says, down to get that pass rush on. So I I like this guy a lot. I think the Bills did a lot of really good things in this draft. I still think they'll probably look to get younger at their edge pass rush spot. So this might seem a little early for him, but he's one of those guys on the breakout list. Number seven overall, the Detroit Lions, which I I think feels early for them. But again, we didn't make this draft order, so don't yell at me. My God, the Jets picking second. Yeah, right. (laughs) I mean, that's way late for them. So yeah, what a coincidence. (laughs) The 49ers aren't on here yet. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's because I hate John Lynch, apparently. Number seven overall, the Detroit Lions. My dude, I love this guy. I want to I want to claim it now. AJ Epinesa edge from Iowa. He was really like a backup last year, but this dude is going to break out in a big way. He is strong, powerful. He has exceptional length. I I love everything about his game. Watch number 94. If you can find some Iowa footage from last year, go watch number 94. Come off the edge due to 6'6", 280. So perfect for this Detroit Lions 4-3 defense. Last year, he had 10 and a half sacks and, and four forced fumbles, 16 and a half tackles for a loss. And they didn't even really play that much. So I think it's a huge breakout potential year for Epinesa. I do too, just because he's going to get on the field this year. And that's another thing that Iowa does. They don't play a lot of young guys. So it's, it's not even about that. They had some very good, talented players in front of him. So those jobs weren't really open. I think he can break out. I struggled to find tape on him so far, but I think that he is definitely a guy that we will be talking about as a top 10 prospect. I'm up again, number eight, the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, I could go through the Tampa Bay Bucks depth chart. I could look at their draft. I don't give a shit because Jerry Judy is still on the board, and he fits in any offense with any need. I don't give a shit what it is. I'm taking Jerry Judy here for no reason other than the fact that he's the best receiver in this class, and he's special. So I want to say this because and I, I, I'm jumping Connor here, but I had to do this. So the teams that I've picked for so far, Washington at one, Cincinnati at four, and the Detroit is seven. 
I would have taken Jerry Judy number one overall, but I think people would have said I'm crazy for taking a receiver. When my big board article comes out Tuesday morning, Jerry Judy is going to be the number two player overall in the draft. He will be my number one offensive player. My comp for him is Odell Beckham Jr. And I know that's ridiculous to say before the season has even started. I've never had more fun watching a receiver prospect. He really makes a lot of things happen, especially like over the top. You watch the national championship game. I feel like I've watched that game 20 times watching 20 different players, (laughs) but he really excels. I mean, he can beat players over the top. And if he puts a double move on you or a comeback, you are just lost because he has so much speed and he has a lot of size too. 6'1", 192 or so. That he's he's a lot bigger than what I thought. I thought he was like a Hollywood Brown type guy, but he's not. He's a complete receiver. I've already seen some rumors that he could run sub four three, which would be if that happens. Unbelievable. He's number one overall <laughs> at that size, unbelievable. If he goes like four two eight at that size with that kind of tape, I mean he he is a phenomenal football player. I'm with you all the way. I mean I think he is the best offensive player in this draft class right now. And I with playing with Tua this year in that Alabama offense, I know. Ruggs is obviously going to get a ton of targets. They have a great backfield again and a good line again. But Judy is going to be the face of that football team. He's phenomenal. Number nine here, Las Vegas Raiders. I'm getting them some edge pass rush help. I know that they, you know, obviously have have added a lot of pieces to that defense. I still think they need an outside pass rusher. And I'm going with Nick Coe from Auburn. You want to talk about somebody that can actually be a very special player. I know he's banged up right now, but he had seven sacks last year. Um, a, a ton of tackles for a loss. He was a five-star prospect. He's he's kind of he's longer than Carl Lawson was. He's six five. He's not short and he's stout. But when it comes down to it, he's also extremely athletic. Good first step, explosive kind of player. So if he can stay healthy, that Auburn front is going to be really really good. And I know we're going to talk about Derek Brown during this show, but somebody that we really have to talk about because of how good of a pro prospect he could be is Nick Coe. Big dude as well. Um, so I think one of the bigger questions would be, where does he play? Because he's 6'5", right. kind of in that 280, 285 range. So that Zach is probably, Allen size. Yeah, that's probably the biggest question for him is where he'll end up playing on the D-line. Number 10 overall, last pick before our break, the New York Giants. I am going to replace Odell Beckham for you guys. <laughs> Easy peasy. T. Higgins, wide receiver from Clemson. Uh, it's it's almost unfortunate that Jerry Judy is God because T. Higgins should otherwise be getting a lot of attention as just a, a very, very good wide receiver prospect. But Judy and LaVisca Chanel and CeeDee Lamb, like this is such a good receiver class that Higgins is almost getting lost. And I think Justin Ross overshadowed was him say a that. <laughs> little bit down the stretch. But T. Higgins is still worthy of a top 10 pick in next year's class as long as he takes care of business and stays healthy next year. Boys, we are back. Mello, you are on the clock with John Elway's Denver Broncos coming off a pretty damn good draft class in 2019. Where do you see this team going in 2020? They did have a really good draft class, and I think that um, maybe in 2020 we'll say they have their quarterback for the future with Drew Locke. Let's just pretend that that happens. Uh, They got Noah Fant to help him out last year. I think they're going to stay with receiver because this receiver class is special. We've been talking about it for what feels like two years. I'm going to go local even. LaViscus Shaynault out of Colorado had some injury problems last year, but was a huge press. I'm 6'2", 225, can run very, very fast. I expect him to be 
right in this class with guys like T. Higgins and Jerry Judy. If the Broncos can get him at 11, I think he is a legit number one receiver target in the NFL. And John Elway, the Denver Broncos, Drew Locker are going to be very happy with that Shea Nault and Noah Fant tandem that they have. And for those of you that this is your first introduction to the 2020 draft class, you're probably noticing the trend. This is a really good skill group. I mean, we haven't even gotten into the running backs yet. The running back group is special. The wide receiver group is special. And I'm going to continue that trend here. 12th overall, the Carolina Panthers. Let's get Cam Newton, an elite weapon. And that's C.D. Lamb from Oklahoma. I actually thought there was a lot of games last year where he was the better player than Hollywood Brown. And I, I love Hollywood Brown. He's phenomenal speed guy. But you look at what CD can do. I, I mean, talk about a rounded out game as a true sophomore last year. He went, you know, over 1,100 yards, 11 touchdowns. He's just phenomenal. He really is. And in that offense, I know there are people that are curious how Jalen Hurts will be throwing the ball. I think he'll definitely make some big improvements this year. He's got an elite number one wide receiver in Lamb. Yeah, I like CD Lamb a lot. And like you said, uh, as Texas fans watching him in the Big 12 championship game, CeeDee Lamb took over while Marquise Brown was hurt, and they did not take a step back. So as long as Jalen Hurts can do his side of things, and he probably will because Lincoln Riley has this amazing ability to fix quarterbacks, then I I think he's going to have a pretty good year next year as well. I am up again. The Tennessee Titans at 13. Bye-bye, Marcus Mariota. We want an upgrade at the position, and we're going to stay with a Hawaiian. I want Tua Tungavailoa. I do have questions about his arm strength and his pocket awareness, and it, he was banged up late last year, but I still love the way Tua plays. Like watching Judy, watching Rugs, like just watching that Alabama offense, you forget how well Tua was playing last year. I thought he was a slam dunk to win the Heisman until he got hurt in the SEC, SEC championship game. His touch is fantastic. He throws a beautiful ball. It's a little weird because he's a lefty, but he's also a very good athlete. So I could see Tua having a a big year and rising up the board, but he does have some questions he has to answer. I don't see this tank for Tua situation ever really coming to fruition. He's good, but he's not the type of player you want to tank for. That will be Trevor Lawrence. And I agree with you on everything you said about Tua. My comp for him would be Drew Brees. I think his arm can develop and you can clean up his mechanics a little bit. He kind of has a short arm delivery. So his arm strength can improve, but his touch uh, in the red zone and and intermediate throws is remarkable. So I think he's going to go first round, especially when you have a team like the Titans that need him here. I'm up number 14 overall. I'm going to go with a defensive guy that I really like. I want to highlight C.J. Henderson, the cornerback out of Florida, is a guy that I was tweeting about. And I actually tweeted out a Debo Samuel uh, post because I wanted to show everybody C.J. Henderson and what he can do. Debo Samuel is a very fast receiver. He caught a slant route against Florida. C.J. Henderson was not guarding him. C.J. Henderson tracked him down. That is incredible speed on a cornerback who's 6'1", 185 already. Exceptional uh, exceptional ability. He has so much production already, and this is only two years of playing corner. He was a high school running back. Florida recruited him, said they were going to put him at corner, and he has excelled day one starter when he got to Florida. That's not easy to do. I expect a big season from him, probably even a Thorpe Award. We've seen Florida develop countless defensive prospects over these last couple of years, and I think Henderson's just another guy that's in line. 15, the Atlanta Falcons. I'm going with somebody that should have been in this 2019 draft class, Derek Brown. He already has three years starting under his belt, so he'll have a, add a fourth year. I think it was a little bit of a surprise that he stayed. I think he was a lock for at least round two. 
He's a big dude, 6'5", 320, extremely productive, very, very strong. He'll be one of the more well-known defensive linemen in the country heading into this year because he's already got an extremely successful resume over the last three. So once again, that Auburn front seven this year, they are really, really a group to watch led by Nick Coe and Derek Brown. Yeah, I'm a big fan. of. If Auburn can f- get anything going offensively, they're going to be a really fun team to watch. Uh, number 16 overall, the San Francisco 49ers still have a big need at corner, and they need a big corner. So I'm going to give them six foot two, 200-pound Trevon Diggs from Alabama. I know some of the mellow and I were talking about off-air. He's still a little bit afraid of Alabama corners. I am, too, in a lot of schemes, but I actually like their fit with this 4-3 under where you're going to play uh, you want those big corners, someone that doesn't have to be exceptional with their backpedal technique. They're going to play a lot of, you know, almost like a, excuse me, almost like a press zone. So Trevon Diggs at 16 overall. Um, I think he and CJ Henderson are probably in the running right now for that top corner spot. Yeah. And I really like him too. And I have those two guys like neck and neck uh, right now. I do need to watch more of them, but Trayvon Diggs is so athletic and very physical too. I'm up with pick number 17, the Baltimore Ravens is who we're going with. And I know that they signed Mark Ingram, but I do think that he is probably on his way out. He is 29 years old, uh, and he has taken a beating during his time at at Alabama. And now in the NFL, I think they're going to want to replace that running back. So I'm going to go with Jonathan Taylor out of Wisconsin, another guy who has taken a beating. But run him until the wheels fall off. It's like a Zeke situation in Dallas. You get this guy for five years, run him, run him, run him. That's what Lamar Jackson's going to need in this offense. So I'm going to go there with Jonathan Taylor, a running back that I love coming out of Wisconsin. Taylor's phenomenal. It's, it seems like we've been talking about him for so long already, and he finally is draft eligible heading into this year. So 18, the Seattle Seahawks. You know, this team is always looking for corners. So Lavert Hill from Michigan, somebody that has had plenty of playing experience and already got to see a lot of him because Michigan had so many defensive prospects this year, whether it was Rashawn Gary, Devin Bush, Chase Winovich, David Long, who played in the secondary with LaVert Hill. So he's a little smaller than the typical Seattle corner, and we're not getting crazy with team fits here right now, just trying to introduce the players. He's a guy that's probably going to come in at 5'11", maybe 190, 185 when he checks in at the Combine. But LaVert Hill, one of those players that they'll like with plenty of playing experience. Curious to see what kind of athlete he is. But he's going to be in the mix for these top corners this year. Number 19, the Houston Texans. Mello took my guy, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, or Jonathan Touchdown Taylor, whatever you want to call him. JTT works. But I'm going to take Connor's guy, Travis Yeah, ETN. I was going to say, you yeah. snuck this one on me when I was not in the rundown. Right, it's like <laughs> Connor's looking at Game of Thrones spoilers, and boom, I'm taking Travis No, ETN. I haven't been on the internet today because of Game of Thrones spoilers, so Adam that's man. how you got this by me. Yeah, that's sometimes you just got to sneak your pick in, so I'm doing Unbelievable. it. Unbelievable. Travis ETN, I mean, dude, what about burst and agility? He is so slippery when he bounces, when like he gets to the corner of bounces, shit is over for the defense. He is so good in the open field would be a perfect fit with the Houston Texans who they have some running backs. They don't have anyone who is even close to what ETN could do. And there were rumors that they might go running back early in this draft. They didn't get one until round seven. So I, I could see Lamar Miller out and ETN coming in right away as the dude in 2020. And he's a lot bigger than I thought he was, actually. Yeah, I, I thought he was about a 200-pound running back until I checked in on it. And he's about 215. And if he can actually play at that weight, I think it's going to be very important for him because he does have a lot of speed to go with it, too. And we saw last year when Trevor Lawrence went down, 
They just turned around and gave the ball to Travis Etienne. And I think that that's what NFL teams could do as well. I really like him as a running back. Connor talked about how special all these skill positions are. I don't think we'll see a running back class like this for a very long time because we haven't even talked about DeAndre Swift or J.K. Dobbins. A lot of talent here at receiver and running back. I'm up at number 20, though, Minnesota Vikings. I'm going to go interior offensive line. And Again. <laughs> yeah, I know that they already kind of addressed this, but I'm going to stay local with a Wisconsin guy whose name I don't even really know how to pronounce. Tyler Biadez, center from Wisconsin. I want to get him in the top 20 of this draft because I want to talk about how special of a center he is. And I know it might not fit team-wise, but I'm going for value here. I wanted him in the top 20. I love what he can do. I think he was the the literal center of this offensive line, but he was also what made it tick. Very cerebral player who is also just powerful and gets everybody going. Beadish. That's how you say his name. I was not close. I Googled it. Otherwise, that I would have never known at all. Yeah, I, I can't say names. Everybody knows that. Let's take a break. When we come back, Connor is on the clock with the Pittsburgh Steelers at 21 overall. All right, we are back, and the Pittsburgh Steelers do not move up in this draft. They are seated right at 21, and, man, I still think they need some corner help here. I like that they got Justin Lane in this draft, especially the value that they got him at, but this is a team that will always be looking to add pieces to that secondary, and I'm going with Christian Fulton from LSU. It's kind of a funny year for him because all of the eyes were on Greedy Williams and Devin White, and we talked about Grant Delpit earlier. Fulton had a really, really good year for LSU. He really did. I, I think he, if he can, you know, keep his head on straight and have another good season for LSU, he's going to find his way into the talk of with the rest of these top corners. And I think he'd be a really good fit in Pittsburgh. I absolutely agree with the fit there. Uh, and uh, and he's a need type. that, <laughs> like a need that I think it was bigger for them than a lot of people realized. Um, so I really had them going corner early in a lot of mock drafts. Yeah. Um, we Sin. thought Greedy Williams might go there. We yep. thought Rocky Sin would go there. So uh, they did get Justin Lane, who I really like. But uh, they again, they have a, a big enough need there. 22 overall, the Green Bay Packers. Another team where we mocked to them linebacker over and over again. Devin Bush, we thought maybe he'd be there at 12. He wasn't. They can get a player very similar to Devin Bush at 22 in this one, guys. Dylan Moses, a linebacker from Alabama, who we have been talking about since his junior year in high school. He was one of the best or best high school players in the country. He's been very good at Alabama. Somewhat overshadowed, I think, by all the talent they've had there defensively. Um, if you watched any Mac Wilson tape in 2019 or 2018 season, you're probably like, who the fuck is number 32? Because he, this kid is an amazing athlete, and that is Dylan Moses. Like I said, kind of in that Devin Bush mold of a, just a very good athlete, but quite a bit bigger. He'll probably be around 6'3", 235, 240. Yeah, I really like him too. And like you talked about, I remember them comparing him to Leonard Fournette uh, when he was an yep. eighth grader and Fournette was supposed to be the top recruit in the nation. So a, definitely a special player that we've known about for for a very long time. I mean, he's probably 6'3", 240 already, maybe even 6'4". He looks huge out there. So I like that fit for Green Bay. Number 23, don't hate on me, Cowboys fans. You're not winning the Super Bowl according to the Vegas odds. You're here at number 23, and I think everybody's wondering, how are you going to replace Witten at tight end? You're going to have <laughs> yeah. to do it again. again. You didn't do it the first time. I'm going Albert O, the tight end out of Missouri. I think could have been a number one draft choice this year, but he decided to stay. Very dangerous up the seam. Very dangerous in the red zone. 
a huge tight end prospect that can move. Reminds me a lot of those Iowa guys that we have coming out this year, but he's six foot five, two fifty-five is what he's listed at already. I think he could be a very special tight end prospect again for the second year in a row. We're not used to having this many tight ends, but I think he's another guy who's going to be fitting in the first round. I was anxiously awaiting your pronunciation of that. No, Albert O. I think it's Albert O. I think it is too. Yeah. Uh, Look at me, man. Wow. Matt got one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. No, that's a great fit. And he really is the tight end right now that is in the. you know, the front of this conversation in this class. So I think we'll be talking about him a lot, especially with him, you know, kind of being in your guys' backyard, getting a, a close look at him. 24 Indianapolis Colts, Najee Harris, the next in line out of these Alabama running backs. It's been kind of funny for Najee because he had tremendous amount of hype when he was coming out of high school, him and Cam Akers in that same class with a lot of these guys we're going to talk about. And he gets to Alabama, and I think he thought he would get the ball a lot more, but there was somebody there named Josh Jacobs and someone else there named Damian Harris. And listen, on and on it goes at Alabama. You got to wait your turn. Now he has been on the field since he was a freshman, but this will be the year where he is featured. And I think it's good. Save those legs a little bit. You don't need to get the ball a million times when you're an underclassman as a running back. So he'll have fresh legs coming out of the system and he can be a special player. I mean, when he was coming out of high school, the comparisons were to Adrian Peterson. And you see the six foot two, 230-pound build, but the long speed, the power. He's somebody that he can be a superstar, a legitimate superstar, a legitimate Heisman contender this year. I'm very, very excited to see if it all comes together. And I think if it does, he has a legitimate chance to go in the first round. And you look at this Colts team, to get somebody that they can really lean on like that in the run game, like him, would be really special. Yeah, that would be unfair. I hope it comes together for him. Um, and it's not like he's been bad. He, like no, you said, he's he just kind like of seven yards lost. of carry. Like, I yeah. mean, Josh Jacobs was there. Damian Harris was there. This is his year. They have a five-star coming in that I know people say uh, he's probably going to split time with, but it's Alabama. They always have a five-star coming in. Speaking of Alabama, the sixth Alabama player to come off the board for us, and this is at pick 25 overall. They are loaded next year. I'm taking safety, Xavier McKinney, going to the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles had quietly, maybe not quietly to everyone, but it seemed like to me a quietly good draft, filled a lot of needs. Miles Sanders, Andre Dillard, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. like They got three starters on offense. And then, but defensively, guys, they didn't fill a ton of needs as Sharif Miller went in in the fourth round. So I see this like a, a need at safety position. Malcolm Jenkins is getting a little bit older. Andrew Sadejo is just an average backup. So this is a chance to improve. McKinney is incredibly versatile as a safety. I think we might see him play maybe a little more free this year now that Deontay Thompson has gone to the NFL. But Man, he was the defensive MVP in the Orange Bowl, 73 tackles last year. Um, just an incredible player. Um, only had two picks, I think, but you you watch him play. I think he's just all over the field. So keep an eye on McKinney to break out for Bama this year. I really liked him, too. And I even watching Deontay Thompson, McKinney kind of stole my eyes a lot. And I was like, okay, who is 15? Because he is coming up and he is hitting. Uh, so that is definitely a name to watch for next year. I'm up, pick number 26 overall, the Los Angeles Chargers, and it's finally time to replace Papa Phil. I'm going to go with Jake Fromm, quarterback at Georgia. Everybody probably knows who Jake Fromm is. The fact that we have him sliding to 26, we're going to get some hate on Twitter for that one. Uh, Jake Fromm, 
is a very good prospect. I mean, the guy's completed 65% of his throws at Georgia, but there are a lot of questions about that arm talent. Is it strong enough? Is it accurate enough? His offense that he runs, they will have two 1,000-yard rushers this year probably, so he's not going to get help there. But a very productive college quarterback who checks a lot of the boxes, 6'2", 220, does enough. I definitely think he's going to be in the first round, and I think the Chargers have to move on at some point from Papa Phil. And I think with Fromm, like you said, Melo, it's never going to be like these elite uh, athletic traits or the biggest arm. He's just incredibly smart. So like that's what you come away with watching him. Um, and even like the people we talked to, like we talked to Isaac Nada and uh, Miko Hardman, like they when they talk about Jake Fromm, they talk about his football IQ. Yeah, and he reminds me a lot of Andrew Luck. I, he's not as perfect as a prospect, but just the guy that people will rally around, uh, commands the locker room, people will go to bat for him, and then that offense of we're going to run the ball down your throat. So we haven't seen him really get to take over a game with his passing yet. He seems like the type of player that'll be like a scouts and coach's dream. So I think it'll be interesting for Fromm. When you talk about physical talent versus mental talent, I think he'll dominate in the latter, and it'll be interesting to see if he could take some growths with the physical uh, talents this year. One guy that does not lack physical talents here at 27 to the Cleveland Browns, Trey Adams, the giant, another mammoth tackle from Washington. It's pretty simple with Trey Adams. He's just been hurt. It really is. I mean, missed a lot of 2017, came back late this year in 2018, it's you know it's tough for him because he was a first team all pack 12 guy in 2016 which seems like forever ago he he started nine games in 2015 so he's going to be an older prospect but if he declared this year he would have been a top 50 pick i think he just wants to show that he can stay healthy coming back to school they'll have a pretty good quarterback former georgia quarterback there and jacob eason so adams is someone you look at that cleveland team you have to assume after this year they're going to be looking for guys that are day one starters to try to contend for a Super Bowl. And they're going to need one of those guys at the tackle position. So I look right to Adams for them. Yeah, I like him and injuries are going to be the biggest question. If he can stay healthy and and pass the physicals, the Raiders are back on the clock. This is the uh, second of two first round picks they acquired uh, in the Khalil Mack trade. I have them going tight end here. Colby Parkinson from Stanford, a big tight end. I believe he's six foot seven, 240 pounds. So exceptional size. And it, Stanford just has a way at figuring it out with these tight ends. Guys who are excellent really up the seam, good in the red zone. One of the few needs the Raiders really didn't make an effort to address other than our guy Foster Moreau. So don't <laughs> slap me, Mello. Uh, I saw you look over your shoulder at me. I was like, fuck. Uh, so... <laughs> I do think that getting a legit round one tight end could really help out here. Moreau and Parkinson together is a fun tight end duo. Yeah, I think they could fit together very well and be a great tandem there in Oak or wherever they play Las yeah, Vegas. I am up number 29, the New Orleans Saints. I'm going to give them a wide receiver. You talk about how Stanford knows tight ends. Alabama knows receivers. They have three of the best receivers in all of college football. I'm going Henry Ruggs, another guy who I think can really take the top over the, off the defense. Pair him up with Michael Thomas, who is a bigger receiver. I think that gives Drew Brees another weapon, and if he is coming back for the 2020 season, he's going to want somebody, and Henry Ruggs can be that guy. My final pick here in our first 2020 mock draft is for Mellow's Kansas City Chiefs. Now, if they are not picking this late, they'll probably be in the mix for one of those elite wide receivers. But at this point, I'm going to stack the offensive line. Tommy Kramer, 
Uh, kind of a quiet player in this class. I know it's weird to say that this early, but there's really no buzz around him. But yeah. Notre, Notre Dame has been able to run the football over these years, and th- this guy is one of their starters who's been really, really good. So he's got size, six foot six, three twenty. He's a productive, productive offensive lineman in terms of just blocking efficiency as a pass protector, ability in the run game. So good, the Chiefs. You got the best quarterback in the league for a long time going forward in Pat Mahomes. Just get guys that can protect him and help you run the ball, and that's Kramer. I'm all about helping the Chiefs' interior offensive line, especially they're going to start making some hard decisions there about who gets re-upped. Uh, that exactly. Depth, already had one, yeah, Mitch Morse. Right. Depth is a huge need for them right now anyway, so if we could get him uh, immediately, that'd be fantastic. 31 Love is me. Yeah, uh, me. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm used to doing radio where it is always we when we talk about the Chiefs. So I'm just still in, in radio mind. 31, the Los Angeles Rams still need help at the edge position. And I snuck this one in on you guys because he was hurt last year. But yes. keep an eye on Kalevon Chason. Fun name to say. Hell of a player. He, I think, could be a top 15 pick next year. It's just all about health. He is 6'4", probably going to play about 245 this year. But he can he can bend so well off the edge. He's got a great first step, and they rave about him in Baton Rouge. So follow that name away when the season comes back around early September. I think we'll be hearing a lot about Chase on at LSU. I think he was one of the guys that I accidentally stick to football cursed because we talked about him going into one of the games how he was going to be a difference maker for LSU, and then he got injured. So I I will take that. Blame Are there on players it. that you intentionally stick to football cursed? No, it's, okay. I, you can't <laughs> control it. <laughs> when you I've said tried. you accidentally did it, it's like I. You're saying you know he's legit. Yeah. In his LSU bio, the top line for him is explosive outside linebacker that is expected to be one of the best to ever play the position for the Tigers by the time his LSU career is over. Jeez, Coach that's O it. wrote that one. That's insane to write that you about somebody. You don't put that stuff in college bios. <laughs> that's insane. Yeah, I love him. <laughs> I, he yeah, reminds he, me awesome. a lot of Arden Key, but uh, like the thin version of Arden Key. Yes, Since yes. we saw so many different body types from him. <laughs> Pick one. But another guy with length, and like you said, good first step. I hope that he comes back healthy and that he can be disruptive. If he does, I don't think we'll see him at 31, that's for sure. I am up with the last pick. The New England Patriots are probably going to win the Super Bowl again. (laughs) Number 32, if you're a white pass rusher, I'm just going to go ahead and give you two New England. I'm going Kenny Willekes out of Michigan State. Pretty much Chase Winovich. Just pair those guys up and you're all set. <laughs> Kenny Willekes with the... Get another chase. He wears like the Barry Bonds. Like, yeah, uh, like the J.J. Watt, the, the Barry Bonds thing. elbow pad. Yeah, he is really good, though. I know watching the maybe the Michigan game last year was like, okay, Kenny Willekes is better than anyone else on the field. He just went off in that game. So I am actually a really big fan of his. He's, he's a good athlete too, coming off the edge. So it's not just a, not just a white boy Supreme plan edge. Yeah. Uh, and they have another pretty good defensive lineman there in Michigan state too. I think that they can, they can keep each other free enough. I mean, you're going to have to probably double team one of them. Williams, Raycon Williams is the other guy interior defensive lineman, but he had a very good year last year. Uh, I think that he can continue that. I mean, on, on his career, he has 35 tackles for loss. Just a very good junior year. I think he's going to come back and be probably a Hendrix Award guy for next year. All right, there you go. The bionic arm is just awesome. It, awesome. It's really the only way to go. I wish, like, that shit didn't exist when I played, and I'm so jealous. I see guys now with, like, shoulder pads that fit and, like, actual gloves, and it's just it's so disappointing. Um, let's talk to Mitch Yeah, Trubisky. if you want to find out how to get into Club Chicago Bears, this is your ticket Yeah, if you want to get right into Club Dub, 
and I think Connor and I actually got in. Here we go with Mr. Trubisky. Connor, one of my favorite sayings on Stick to Football is that time is a flat circle, dude. And our first ever guest on Stick to Football, I don't know if he remembers this, but it was Mitchell Trubisky. And now we get him back uh, two years later, basically. So, Mitch, welcome back to the show. I'm sure it was so memorable that you've you've been just waiting to come back on with us. <laughs> no way. That's actually awesome. Appreciate you guys. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, no, we appreciate you, man. Yeah, Mitch, I know you're with us today. Thanks to Gone Rogue. What are you working on with them right now? Yeah, it's awesome. So I'm teamed up with Gone Rogue, a high-protein snack, and they're basically this crunchy snack. It is smoked and sliced lean chicken, 17 grams of protein per bag. It's just a healthy substitute if you need a snack in between out the days. I've been using them off-season before or after a workout to get that protein, and it's just that great snack. they got a lot of great flavors. I love barbecue and uh it's it's they're it's it's unbelievable. You wouldn't believe that they're healthy for you because of how good they taste and how it's like the the, the crunchy snack of like a chip. But it's it's really cool, and I'm excited to be uh, teamed up with them on their launch. And you can get them uh, on Amazon. Nice man, we need to get you pitching our stuff. Listen to this guy go. Um, yeah, so it's pretty good. <laughs> so does this mean that you're bulking up? You going for that uh, that Patrick Mahomes? look or trying to get some Christian McCaffrey in your game. I don't know if you've seen that dude recently. My goodness. So uh, we're going to see a thicker Mitch out there this year. Yeah, I'm, tr- I'm trying to get yoked up a little bit. I think uh, I think I'm around the same size as Pat. I wonder how much he weighs, but I think I, for, for me throughout the season, I always lose a little bit of weight because of uh, obviously the the season and uh, all the physical demands. And then sometimes being so busy, I just forget to eat. And then you're just running around wearing down and I lose weight throughout the season. So yeah, in the off season, I try to pack it on. And, uh, the gone rogue uh, snack is definitely a great little thing I've added to the diet to get that weight back. But I somehow just, keep doing the opposite of that. Like in season, I like, I put, I pack it on and then I try to lose it in the off season. So maybe this is actually what I need to do is like get on your plan. High yeah. protein chips. It's unbelievable. You'll, you'll love them. You'll, they're low in carbs, they're high in protein, and it's the perfect snack in between, and you can just munch on them all day long. It's unbelievable. Yeah, NFL.com has you at 222 right now, so I think they're underselling you. They're underestimating the Gone Rogue snack this offseason, Mitch. <laughs> um, yeah. But but really, it, it all clicked for you in year two, which I, I think is you were really, really young when you got drafted into the league. So, And then the high completion percentage, 27 total touchdowns. Is there anything you specifically credit that jump to, or does everything just kind of slow down in year two? Um, definitely everything slowed down year one to year two. Um, a lot of credit's got to go to Coach Nagy, his coaching staff, and most of all to my teammates just continue to stick by me, uh, stay behind me, and, and really help me make those plays. And all the credit goes to the O-line up front and the receivers, running backs, tight ends, making those plays. and really just me doing my job and, and my teammates making me look a lot better than I am and just continue to embrace the po- process and get better and better. So I uh, have a great supporting cast around me. have the best coaches and teammates. I'm lucky enough to play in Chicago and I'm just uh, looking forward to keep getting better and better and, and improving my game. How nice is it to have Khalil Mack on your team? And like, you only have to see that dude in practice every now and then. And, and on top of that, I don't think I've ever heard. What was your reaction when you like got that alert on your phone that you guys had traded for Khalil Mack? Um, my parents were staying at my house and I was just, I forgot what day it was in the off season or something. And they're like, 
you guys just got Cleo Mack. And I was like, what? Get out of my room. It's, not even, it's not, even, not even possible. You can't wake me up with news like this. It's not, that's not a real thing. And they're like, no, seriously. And then I check my phone and everything's blowing up and we get Cleo Mack. And it's like, we got all these superstars on defense now. Akeem Hex, Kyle Fuller, Eddie Jackson, Khalil Mack, Eddie Goldman, uh, Danny Trevathan, and just a bit, bunch of vets, leaders, and great dudes who love playing together. We just got, ballers on defense and it's it's just making us better on offense and it just motivates the team all the way around because these are great dudes highly motivated and they're super talented so hearing that you just you don't believe it and it's made our team and everyone else that much better is the locker room club going to make a comeback this year oh yeah club dub is going to be open for business <laughs> let's go Can't do, wait. Be, it's a lot of fun how do guys that are like on the fringes of the media get an invite to that is that like i mean because like we're media but we're not really media like is there, <laughs> is there a pass like a day pass we could get like you gotta be on a like list sky miles or something i don't know we could definitely look into that because i've had a lot of people reaching out how do we get to club dub how do we sneak in you gotta know somebody it's I think you got to know Coach Nagy somehow. You got he's got he's got the inside look. So if if, if he gives you the okay, then all the guys are cool with it. Because I mean, after we win, we pretty much don't care about anything except <laughs> celebrate, celebrating in the locker room. So whoever's in there is in there. You just gotta okay with the boss man, and it's probably Nagy or Ryan Pace. So good luck with that. Who's the dude in the locker room that you're just like is the not necessarily the wildest, but like the funniest or like the the one that kind of everyone gravitates to. Uh, I think it would have to be Anthony Miller and Tariq Cohen. They're usually the ones in the middle having the dance off. They got a lot of good moves and, uh, it's gotta be them too. Just going at it, being hilarious. And, uh, last year was Josh Bellamy and we're going to miss him. Uh, we missed, he left for uh free agency, going to the jets. And, uh, but Tariq and Anthony are going to hold it down and they're dance offs. And <laughs> it's so funny. They're unbelievable. What was your, you know, introduction like with Coach Nagy? Because you get this guy who's a, you know, a younger guy, a little more fired up, more energy. What was that like? Yeah, it was awesome. Well, the first time I spent time with Coach Nagy, he was still with Kansas City, and I went out to visit with him uh, pre-draft process, and we just, me, him, and some of the offensive coaches in Kansas City, we spent the day with them and just talking ball. Spent like eight hours in there just hanging out, getting to know each other and talking ball. And then it just turns out I get drafted by Chicago, and then a year later he becomes my head coach. So you really never know how things are going to end up in the NFL and yeah. uh, the coaching carousel and how guys change. But Coach Nagy, it's just been absolute honor and so much fun playing for him. All the energy he brings, he's super competitive, and just how he cares about you, and that he's able to unite people, and, and he just cares about you on a personal level. And for me, he came in and after having a tough rookie season, he was just so pumped about what I was able, what I would be able to do in his offense. Uh, just the way he believed in me really motivated me and gave me a lot of confidence. And uh, I'm just, it just makes as a player having your coach believe in you like that. It just motivates you. You just want to go out there, and get, give the team and him absolutely everything you got. And uh, it, it's been a lot of fun playing for him. So, Mitch, one thing we do with all our guests, man, is we play a game called Word Association. So it's it's gotcha. pretty simple, right? We ask questions. Uh, just first thing that pops into your head. This will be the. This is how we we let you write off to your next phone call. So first first one for you, and these are all names for you. So first one, Matt Nagy, Baller, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Green Bay, 
<laughs> I feel like you're cheating now. Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, Matthew Stafford. Yeah. That's a, yeah no bulletin board that. material. Yep. How about Matthew Stafford? Uh, Detroit. <laughs> Good. I know where he's well, going I now. Be, I might be able to guess this one. One of the last quarterbacks, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Vikings now. Right. Uh, play it safe. I don't really know those guys on personal levels. I was I met Matt this offseason, but they're all good dudes. They're all really good dudes. Yes. Oh, I you know, I respect that. All right, last one. Chicago Winters. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> you got we finally got sunshine today. I think it's the first time in like three weeks that's been back and raining, snowing. I played golf one day on a Friday and then the next day it snows eight inches, so you just gotta get outside and take advantage while you can. Yeah. All right, man. We appreciate it. Enjoy your day. Thanks again to your Friends at Gone Rogue, definitely check those out. Like he said, they're on Amazon. King doesn't get any easier than that. So we appreciate your time, dude. Best of luck this season. Have fun with David Montgomery. We really like him. You're going to like him, too, I promise. Can't wait. I appreciate it, fellas. Y'all have a good one. You too, man. Thanks.